Jack Leonard going to be ready to go. He spoke to the media yesterday. I'm going to tell you what we know right now about Shaq Leonard and his availability for the opener in Houston. Not entirely bad news. Camp went really well, according to Frank Reich, who also spoke to the media yesterday. Camp, you judge camp by how many guys get hurt and how ready you are to play. No idea whether the Colts are ready to play yet, but they are leaving camp and did leave camp in relative good health. We're going to talk about the strengths. We're going to talk about the question marks of this Colts roster. Are they ready to win the AFC South? They better be. Because if they're not, there's a guy over on West 56th Street who's not going to be happy about it, and he runs a show for the Colts. And an unhappy Jim say means an unhappy everybody over on West 56th Street. Indiana plays tonight. Are they ready? Tom Allen, last year, he's coming off an 0-9 Big Ten season. Are they going to be ready to go? Got some players, got some young players, got some transfers. We'll see if that can coalesce into a winning operation. The line for the Hoosiers continues to shrink. They were favored by five, five and a half. Now, according to BUSR, they're favored by a point and a half. Not a lot of confidence from the betting public in your Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, the Williams sisters bowed out last night, but that could be good news for Serena Williams, who's got another match tonight. Uh, Sox, they won their second straight Cubs tonight against the Cardinals. We'll talk about the difference between the Cubs and the Cardinals a little bit. Penn State beat Purdue last night, scoring inside the last minute to put away the Boilermakers at Ross-Age Stadium. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Labor Day weekend is upon us. Let's go take on the weekend. Have a great one. Brought to you by the great people of BUSR. You want to get into sports wagering? Here's how you do it. You deposit $1,000 at BUSR. Use the link at the bottom of the description. They will match it up to $1,000. All right? And if you put in the entire grand, you get 25 casino chips because they got a lot going on at BUSR. It's not just sports wagering. All right. Let's talk about sports, but not until you punch that subscribe button, smash the like button, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. And, you know what? You want to ask a question? You can donate. Let's talk about sports. You cannot donate, too, and sometimes I see it. But if you donate, I see the graphic, and that's a good thing. All right. The Colts. Shaq Leonard spoke to the media yesterday, said he feels much better. He's not 100% ready, but it's, he says, it's been a minute since I, feel, or since I felt the way I feel now. Football is my happy place. It's my safe haven. Is he going to be ready? He doesn't know. But what he says, uh, if I'm not out there hurting my team, I think I can be out there. So he's got to find a way over the course of the next nine days to get his body ready to go compete in an NFL game. He's going to move from the will linebacker spot to the Mike spot. That means he's going to be the middle linebacker. And the Gus Bradley scheme, try to think of, of, of Bobby Wagner, what he was with the Seahawks when he played there and Gus Bradley was a defensive coordinator. What he's going to do, he's going to have some cover responsibilities, but what he's going to do more than anything else is he's going to go seek ball, find ball, punch ball, recover ball. That's what Shaq Leonard is going to do. That's his responsibility. That's what he do, does best, and that is what I like best about Gus Bradley, is he's going to take the assets that he's got, 
and he's going to deploy them in the places where they can do the most good for his defense. Some guys run a defensive system where it's kind of like, this is my system. You're my players. You're not perfect for the role that I'm going to ask you to play, but you're the best we got for that role. Gus Bradley is a little bit different. He's going to cater the system to meet the strengths and match the strengths of his roster. And that's a good, that's what a good manager does. If you run a business, if you run a department, it's what you do. You got people, put them in a spot where they can succeed. You don't make a seller uh, a technician and you don't make a technician a seller. You put them in the roles that they are best suited for. And that is what Gus Bradley is in the business of doing. Uh, whether Shaq Leonard can play or not, you know what? You've got depth at that linebacker position. You've got Zaire Franklin. You've got EJ Speed. You're going to run nickel most of the time. You can get by without Shaq Leonard for a week, two weeks, three weeks, and it's going to be okay. But make no mistake, the 12 turnovers that Shaq Leonard generated in 2021 were absolutely huge in elevating the Colts to being in a position where they were 9-6 and six after 15 games and really just without stumbling like crazy the last two weeks would have been in the playoffs. Shaq Leonard had a lot to do with that, playing on one wheel. His ankle has not been healthy since his rookie season when it got rolled. Now, hopefully healthy. The back, healthy. Let's go. Um, why were the Colts able to exit camp healthier, and does that project toward being healthier in the regular season? That's the big question, right? The way you grade yourself coming out of camp is how many guys you've got on IR. And for the Colts, you've got really three. You've got Sanchez, and uh, you've got Armani Watts, and you've got Drew Ogletree. And that's so Sanchez, you're placed with Hawk. Matt Hawk is not Rigoberto Sanchez, but he's close. Uh, Armani Watts was going to be a special teams guy, right, primarily. And Drew Ogletree kind of has a replicant in uh, Johnny Woods at tight end. He was going to be the third or fourth tight end. So you don't feel terrible about this. You didn't lose a starter. It's not like Stephon Gilmore went down or Paris Campbell went down or Matt Ryan or Jonathan Taylor. They didn't. Of course, they weren't exposed in large part, so why would they go down? Uh, Jonathan Taylor in particular, does that make them ready to go compete in the regular season? That's what we're going to find out. But you can't compete in the regular season if you're on IR already in training camp. So, good so far. One of the reasons that uh, the Colts feel like they're more ready to compete this regular season is fewer meetings and they weren't as long. Anybody who works in any business is going to tell you, yes, fewer meetings, less long meetings. I, was, I worked for a company where a department head had regular weekly three-hour meetings where she was the only one who spoke. Wow! Talk about sucking the energy out of a group. Don't have long meetings. Don't have many. Let them go do what they do best. That's what Frank Reich did. I applaud that. All right, questions for this roster. We know the areas of strength, right? Matt Ryan is going to be an area of strength. The running back position with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, strength. Wide receiver one, Michael Pittman. We don't know. Here's a question. 
Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell. We don't know what they're going to be at wide receiver two and wide receiver three. No idea. They could be good, might not be terrible. You're welcome. I'm happy to provide. Um, defensively, that defensive line has a chance to be really good. You've got to get 20 sacks out of Ngakwe and Pei. If you get 20 sacks out of Ngakwe and Pei, this thing's working. And this is exactly the way this thing is supposed to work. You put pressure on opposing quarterbacks, you got a chance to raise all kinds of hell with this defense. Uh, Julian Blackman, is he going to be able to stay healthy throughout an entire season? Brandon Faison, is he going to be able to cover uh, opposite Gilmore and Kenny Moore? Or are teams going to pick on him? If I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm picking on Brandon Faison. Sorry. The left tackle position is a big question mark. Matt Pryor, can he play well enough to keep Bernard Ryman on the bench? Or is Bernard Ryman going to kind of evolve forward? It's kind of good news, bad news, right? If Ryman's on the field, it means Pryor's not as good, but it does mean that Ryman's better. So it's sort of a win for the Colts if Ryman plays, uh, but it's also a win for the Colts if Pryor can maintain his level of play at a level where he gets to keep playing. Or maybe neither of them is going to be any more than mediocre and you got a big problem with left tackle. We're going to see. The rest of the offensive line looks stout. Quentin Nelson looks healthy. Ryan Kelly coming off COVID. Got to be careful coming off COVID. If you come off too soon, it lasts. The effects linger. That COVID hangover lingers. So let's hope for the best, fear the worst. We got nine days until you go to Houston and take on the Texans, a must-win game for the Colts, and they've got to look at it that way. There has got to be urgency. You got to go down there and kick them in the mouth. You beat them last year by a combined score of 62 to three. You got to show yourselves to at least be capable of dominating Houston and winning your opener for the first time since 2013. All right, let's talk about the Hoosiers. Here are some of the guys you're going to see tonight for the Hoosiers. You're going to see a couple of receivers from Lawrence North. You're going to see Omar Cooper Jr., who's a freshman, and Donovan McCulley, who came to Indiana as a quarterback but wanted to play receiver, so he's playing receiver because he wasn't going to play quarterback. It's that simple. You've got on the defensive side of the ball, and, and uh, Connor Bazelak is going to be the starting quarterback for the Hoosiers. Uh, Cam Jones, an important leader on this team, as well as a player. Desan McCullough, freshman. He's going to have to play, and he's going to have to play really well. He's going to have to adapt to play in the Big Ten quickly. Uh, Cam uh, Taiwan Mullen. If Indiana's going to have an All-American, it's going to be Taiwan Mullen, right? So Indiana taking on uh, Illinois, who beat Wyoming handily last week. Thank you very much for the, uh, that I appreciate it. Thanks for being my go-to every morning. Uh, Des Sue's 3193, and thanks for the donation. I appreciate it. Hoosiers tonight, now a one and a half point favorite after being a three point favorite yesterday, after being a five and a half point favorite a few weeks ago. Confidence in the Hoosiers is flagging. Hopefully, they go out and they get the win today because the fall is just more fun. If you got Saturdays to care about the Hoosiers, Sundays to care about the Colts, it's a lot more fun than having either of those teams play poorly.
Um, Penn State beat Purdue last night, 35-31, game-winning touchdown with 57 seconds left. Aiden O'Connell, 29-58 for 356 and a touchdown. Sean Clifford, how long is Sean Clifford going to be able to play quarterback at Penn State? What is this, like year 10? My God, go do something else with your life. Uh, he was 20 of 37 for 282, four touchdowns, and an interception. Purdue's Charlie Jones was really good. 12 catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., really good for Penn State, projected as a first-round draft pick. Eight tackles, two fumble recoveries. Those were huge for uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions, who start the season 1-0, Purdue 0-1. Uh, Cubs cards. 8.15 tonight, you know, it, it always bothers Cubs fans, and I'm one of them, to watch the Cardinals. Because the Cardinals are doing what the Cubs should. The Cubs, they, like, they became relevant, and then they dropped back into being terrible. Cardinals are always good. Rarely great, but always good. They, they, they and they're, what, six games up in the National League Central. Good for the Cardinals. Sox, they won their second straight 7-1 to over the Royals. They're four games back in the AL Central, six games back in the wild card. Tony La Russa out indefinitely as the manager. That is not breaking the hearts of many Sox fans who saw Tony La Russa as part of the problem, not part of the solution. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this glorious Friday morning. My God, Central Indiana, I'm telling you. It, like uh, We get crapped on for the weather here. The weather's really actually pretty good especially from Labor Day weekend through about October 20th or 25th. It's fantastic. Always, always really, really nice here. There you go. Coffee and Kent in the morning. Breakfast of champions. Yes. Didn't used to be the breakfast of champions. Had a different breakfast of champions back in the day. We don't need to go into that. David Shaw, happy birthday. David Charters, Adnan Qureshi, happy birthday. Kurt Gutschel. Happy birthday. The great Don West celebrating a birthday. Stephanie Stahl, darling. Happy birthday. Uh, Chris Edge. Happy birthday. My God. Emmis All-Stars celebrating a birthday. Emmis, of course, Emmis Indianapolis became Urban One Indianapolis yesterday. How about that? Uh, Steve Young. Happy birthday. Jobo Colburn. Happy birthday. Glenn Bosman. Wayne Hood. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment today. Oh, baby, inside Indiana Sports Now, we got it covered. We'll talk about the Hoosiers a little bit. We'll talk about the Colts a lot. 